Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, oh. hey, hey, we're back, we're black, we're boop, 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 brown, ambition, 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 ambition. Hey, Landra, how are you, girl? Hello, lady in red. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't seen you in this color before. It's a, it's a, um, instead of a short set, it's a skirt set. I got it from Amazon. <laughs> From Amazon, I, people, yeah, shopping on Amazon, I haven't really done a lot Girl, of that, but people can seem miss. to get cute and stuff. I say miss. Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> it's either going to be good quality or like Forever 21 clearance bin, you know, <laughs> quality is how I feel. But I love that you're in this new bright color. I'm in this, um, one of my favorite shades, which I'm now overanalyzing and I'm like, is this my color palette? Am I a winter, summer, whatever? I'm really excited about today's show. And the reason we're talking a little bit about style mm -hmm. is one, I think if you follow Brown Ambition from the very beginning, it's been almost eight years now. Can you believe? Can you believe we're in the third grade almost? <laughs> and we have changed uh, quite a bit. I feel like our style has evolved. Yeah. I think all of our styles are constantly evolving, especially like we talked a lot about hair during a recent episode and like how mm -hmm. that can evolve with your career and your business. And I think style is such, I mean, obviously hair is this hair and style. It's the same thing basically when you're a woman of color, I feel like. Mm -hmm. um, but today we have a really fantastic guest, Tiffany, and uh, I can't wait for y'all to meet her. I met this woman at a recent conference that I spoke at and I didn't even realize I hadn't really thought about my style very much but after listening to this our guest speaking about it I instantly was like I you know I, I do put thought into it but mm -hmm. I feel like there's so much hunger in a lot of us to have more like to have more of a style and to own it a little bit more what has your style like evolution been Tiffany, um, as you've gone from budgetista, I was always like to Netflix. <laughs> she wore a Netflix red today. <laughs> I have been super tomboyish, kind of like my whole life. I never really thought about clothes too much, um, but then as I started to start my business, not dressing well harmed my business because they were literally like I would get feedback when I would meet with someone hoping to like you know launch maybe a workshop series whatever I would get feedback and say like ah oh, I like Tiffany but she didn't really dress very professionally and I was like because before then I was a preschool teacher really yeah I got a couple people who said that because preschool teacher you know you're like can this be thrown up on I wear it <laughs> And okay, so I, I got to delay developing my style because I, you know, professionally, it was like comfort, comfort, comfort. It should be able to get dirty. And that's what I was for 10 years. Um, so I didn't know what to wear. So thankfully, my sister Tracy, who's also a publicist, she is always super well dressed. So I started to lean into her and said, can you help me create like a budget Nista look, which is like 
very, very professional looking. And now I'm easing up on the budgetista being more super tailored and like, you know, interjecting more mm -hmm. of my funness into it. And so I'm in this new space now where I'm like bringing forth the feminine. That's what I told myself, you know, because okay. I don't know if y'all know, but I got a little body on me. I a little bit too. <laughs> <laughs> You wait, body? Yes, a little body. You know, and I never show. In a creepy way. <laughs> I met this woman in Brooklyn. I was at brunch in Brooklyn with my sister Lisa, and uh, um, a bunch of Nista fan came up to me. Was like, "Girl, I know you had that body." I'm like, "I know." <laughs> so I'm leaning into my feminine a little bit, like one in a way that makes me feel comfortable because I don't like having all all the girls out, but in a way that I'm like, "Girl, you got a body. Like, you know, embrace it." Hmm. Yeah. For me, I think because my body size change has it always changes every two years I'm up and down I have this like Oprah condition and I think that has always made it really difficult for me to just like settle on a style because it was like you know when I'm growing up getting dressed, getting styled by the Sears plus size section which is like for little girls you know in the way far back corner by like the granny you know stuff in the petite section and to be like here's you my mom would just drag me back there and be like which Hello Kitty or Winnie the Pooh ensemble would you like because like these are the options so I have been like plus size and you know every you know from from way too skinny it had some issues to like you know plus size and it has made it almost to the point where I didn't want to think about like I didn't think I deserved or could have a look because it would mean like investing more in new clothes because my size has changed again. And that finally broke for me a couple of years ago when I had the opportunity to do like a, a, a real brand photo shoot. And I worked with a family friend of mine who was uh, like, she's, she's a stylist in her free time. And I had her picking things for me. And she introduced me to you like for so long, I had been trying to develop a style by shopping at like Old Navy and H&M. And I get so annoyed because then you go on the mm. subway and every other girl has the exact same, you know, look. And she introduced me to like curating different pieces and like putting them together. And she really helped me get out of the trap of like not buying something because I didn't like the size I had to buy in it. Which I don't know, Tiff, you've ever been like as a as a plus size woman, and I, I know our guest is as well, like you you get so caught up in like what size something is and are people no one's gonna know what size it is, you know, but she helped me finally get out of that trap of stop holding yourself back from looking amazing because you're more there's shame around what size of that you have to have. And now, ever since I like broke that spell, I feel like it's been so much more fun to like discover new brands. I'm a huge fan of like Eloquy. I, I wear their stuff all the time and they do 14 plus fashion. And also like stop wasting time overanalyzing myself and being like embarrassed because no one does know what your size is. They just know how you're moving confidently, like in your fashion, you know? Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know if y'all, my fashion has been like muted, muted, muted. And then like this explosion of my personality color, you know, I want joy to come through with the style that I have. Um, and it's been, yeah, it's been liberating. And I'm glad I got there now. Because mm -hmm. I feel like so many of us, we wait till like, I don't know, 
when did we stop giving a hell, giving giving a crap about people think about us on average? I don't know, seventy. I'm still trying to eighty. <laughs> no, I'm forty, and I would say I'm about eighty percent. Girl, what? Nobody cares. There's still about a little thirty percent. I'm like, but I do. But yeah, <laughs> I'm trying but, to do um, it while no. I still got collagen. You know, while there's some yes. lift in the skin, like <laughs> just even on vacation. I told you I've never felt sexier than I was on our vacation a couple weeks ago. I've never been heavier. I got this huge seven month baby bump. But I was rocking bikinis. I wasn't. I wasn't hiding behind a cover up. Mm. I wasn't. I was just like, "This is my body. Like this is. There's nothing to be ashamed about." Anyway, so that's been. It's. It's a good. I think. I, I feel like. I hope that more of us are feeling that way. I credit. Do you have a style icon? Because I, I credit Lizzo for making me feel better about my lumps and bumps. You know what? I don't actually. Maybe that's my problem. I don't have a style icon. Like someone that you look to and you're like, oh, you know, they are so put together. That's who I kind of want to, that's the vibe I want to give off. Not a particular Tracy. woman, but more so like the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn black girl. I love, cause I'm like Afrocentric at my core. And so oh, I love cool. like the Brooklyn baddie <laughs> black girl that's just walking big hair. Like it's just so that there's no one particular, but like, I love that look and it just looks so effortlessly chic and bohemian, but like sexy, but not super. Cause I'm not really, like I said, like my girls are not all out, you know? So I would say that, that the Brooklyn, the, the, the summer Brooklyn black girl is my icon. I don't know. I would never be that cool. <laughs> you know who is that cool? Who was our guest, the Davises? Was it Kadeem? Yes. She is that Brooklyn, like that is the cool, like quintessential, I feel mm -hmm. like. Well, anyway, but that style. Well, I want to, um, we'll take a quick pause here, but I really want to get to our guest because she is, this is what she does. Mm -hmm. She works with people like you and I. And I mean, not just that, but just regular, regular folks. Um, and when I'm at going to her style talk at this conference that I went to, like the women were lining up afterward mm -hmm. and she would make these small tweaks to their outfits and you can see their eyes light up. You know, like, oh, I didn't think I didn't look at it this way or like this actually does look good on me. And it was so powerful. So I had to have her on. I want to I want to introduce her finally to y'all BA fam. Her name is Kendra Porter. Mm -hmm. She is a TEDx speaker, an award winning image consultant and a wardrobe stylist. She is the founder of Honor Your Style Image Consulting Agency, where she's worked with thousands of clients, helping them reimagine their style. Kendra uses fashion as a tool to develop personal and professional brands, and her motto is honor your style, honor you. These days, you can find Kendra producing events on the mic for well-known retailers like Neiman Marcus. She facilitates trainings like I went to on personal branding and style. She also teaches at a little school you might have heard of called FIT or the Fashion Institute of Technology in New York City. And she's also in studio dressing on air talent at NBC Sports and has even dressed talent for the Olympics. Mm. Come on now. Over a decade of experience, she has dressed for designers at New York Fashion Week from Oscar de la Renta to Prabal Yagurung. How do you say that, Kendra? Prabal Gurung. <laughs> I be, I, you know when you see something, you but you never, it. anyway, whatever. She's very, very impressive, and we are so freaking excited to have Kendra on the show. Welcome, Kendra. Thank you, ladies. Thank you so much for having me. And I did say Prabhulgarung. My apologies. I was not unmiked, unmiked, unmuted. Um, but uh, yeah, <laughs> okay. Prabhulgarung. Listen, even for me, saying some of the designers' names, I'm like, wait, hold on. Let me Google. <laughs> <laughs> They deserve. Well, I'm so happy to have you on. I mean, we hit it off. I, we're like new besties because we also live in the same 
zip code. We do. Over here representing Westchester. But had, is it true? Did you meet Tiffany before, like a million lifetimes ago? What, so what's I, the story? Yeah. So I met Tiffany, and I don't know if you even remember this, Tiffany. Like, I met you when I was first starting out, so this is probably 11, 12 years ago, right? You had just started out as well. And we were at a women of chamber commerce meeting in the city, like off of 14th street. Don't ask me why I remember all of these details, but I do. <laughs> um, and ever since then, right, I've been part of the dream catchers and right <laughs> following you for all these years. Um, so I appreciate it. Um, and we've touched base every now and then, but, um, it's been an it's been an amazing journey to watch you, and I am so proud of all that you've done um, throughout the years for sure. So kudos to you. Thank you and welcome, girl. Get us together. What can we do? <laughs> <laughs> well, talk about like being an image consultant first of all, Kendra, because you do it on the personal and the professional level. Why is it important? Like, why should people from us who are public facing mm -hmm. to just everyday working women be thinking about our image? So I, so the first thing I, I like to explain to people is the difference between an image consultant and a stylist, right? Um, because everyone's like, well, I'm not a celebrity. And so I happen to be both, right? I tell people as an image consultant, it is about the person, right? You as a, as a total package, your personality, your lifestyle, your budget, all of it. And so it is making sure that you are aligned with what you are trying to represent as a person right? And communicating that through your fashion as well. As a stylist, right? It is about the clothes. So if you walk into a room and someone says, oh my God, that person looks amazing. That's an image consultant, right? You see the person as a whole. If you walk into a room and someone says, oh my God, where'd you get those shoes? That is a stylist, right? It's about the, it's about the fashion, the dress, the shoes, the pieces, right? That are speaking above who you are as an individual. And so, you know, the importance is, is that as a person, as a whole, regardless of whether you're, you know, in the limelight or if you're living your daily life, you want to represent the best person you are, right? We always say that we should always put our best foot forward no matter what, even running to the grocery store, but running to the grocery store may mean putting on moisturizer and putting your hair in a bun, right? Like running a brush through your hair, the simple things, um, because we are unfortunately, right, we are in a culture that does judge and that does see people. And it's that visual representation is the first thing that you see. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like there's with social media, too, there is this it's this like dichotomy, because I think on social media, sometimes you want to be raw, mm. unfiltered, mm -hmm. no makeup, whatever. But there is a very different version of yourself when you show up to present something or to represent your brand, you know, among potential advertisers or potential clients. How do you sort of toe that line between like honoring both sides where like, I mean, you kind of want to like resist mm -hmm. the need to be like Tiff and I, I don't know, Tiff, like you're going through this glow up phase where, you know, she puts some effort in and we're here for it. <laughs> Not that you have before. But you know, it's just different. But now. so, yeah. Yeah. It's so here's the thing, right? Nobody's saying you have to wear makeup every day, right? That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is, is that you want to represent the best you, even as a natural, even as a natural, right, fresh-faced, running out of, right, running to the grocery store or what have you, right? I don't wear makeup every day. I only wear makeup when I'm doing events or I'm on camera, right? If you see me out on the street, I don't have makeup on, right? But I'm dressed in a way that people may say, oh, wait, where'd you get those sneakers, right? Where did you, you know, what's, 
what's kind of sort of sticking out. And that's the stylist side of me, right? Or I may help people with that, um, right? If I'm, of course, in a store shopping and it's like, oh, here, look at this. And then they take a look at me because if I'm dressed, <laughs> right? If I'm dressed in an oversized sweatshirt and a pair of leggings, trying to style somebody, they're like, mm, I'm not really sure you're the right person for me, right? But of course, I'm going to be in fashionable right, leggings yeah. and a fashionable sweatshirt. So that's a different story. <laughs> but it is, you want to be who you are authentically. And mm -hmm. it is the simple things, right? So like when you talked about, right, making those little tweaks when we were at the seminar, it is grooming, right? Looking at brushing your hair, looking at adding moisturizer, looking at doing lip balm. Nobody says you have to put on lipstick, but do a lip balm, right? So that you don't have chapped lips. I don't care. It's the little things that make you look a little bit more polished that it's like, oh, you got everything put together and you're not wearing anything different, right? But it is, can we, can we iron our shirts before we go outside, right? Those little things that help to tweak and polish you on a general basis. And then when you're talking about showing up as a professional and in your career, yeah, you do need to look a particular way, right? You do need to represent who you are as a brand. Now, granted, there are the likes of like Steve Jobs and all of that, but Right, we know them for not their style and that they are trying to make the minimum decisions that they need to in their fashion. Mm -hmm. As a brand, you need to figure out what that looks like for you individually and then right, making sure that you assign what you're wearing to that brand, to whatever it is that is for you. As black women, right, like our we are policed in so many different ways. Our hair, you know, like the way we wear our makeup, like mm -hmm. even just like your one of the reasons why I I don't wear tight things is because I know I got a lot of booty. And so I know that unfortunately my natural body is perceived in some arenas, especially financial education, as unprofessional. I, 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 there's nothing I've done, like this is how I was born. So there's a sexualization of black women's bodies. That's a whole other conversation. Yes. So what can yeah. like, as you know, what advice can you give for as we show up as black women with our bodies and, and, and how we just naturally look, you know, how can we create this, like um, lay this foundation of professionalism without mm -hmm. being like, I got to hide my body in order to do so. Right. So there's a couple of things I think. So one of the things that I go through with my clients is I do ask them to pick out words, right? So I tell them, choose three words that represent what you want to be known for. And I mean, three words in terms of personality traits, right? Whether that's intelligent, whether that's creative, whether that's a boss, what are those three words? And then pick two style words, right? So whether it's romantic or edgy or funky, and then use that to build your looks each morning, right? So if I say that I am going to be edgy, creative, and welcoming, right? I'm not, and then I want to be edgy, creative, welcoming, I said five, right? Um, professional and fun. I'm not wearing all black every day, right? just because I'm trying to either hide my body, hide who I am, hide, right, hide my personality, I am going to wear bright colors. I'm going to wear patterns. I'm going to wear things that are a little bit more slick, right? So for me, and that, and those words can change too, right? So don't say these are the words that you're holding to and you can't ever change that. 
it's also based on context, right? So where are you going? How do you want to be seen within that community, right? Within those people that you're going to, and then using those words to change. And it's also based on how you feel. So you get up in the morning, there are days where you're like, you know what? I just want to get up and keep it moving. And so you're going to throw on a pic, like jeans and t-shirts. Okay. Well, what does that look like for that day? Right? Are you, are you the bohemian that day? And so you're going to do jeans and right. Like a white oversized blouse and a pair of, and do denim and right. Like lots of brown leather, or is it that you're going to do a sweatshirt, right? Like a hoodie and a leather jacket and a pair of denim, right? Two different looks, both casual, but both can still be fun and exciting for you, right? You should enjoy getting dressed in the morning. That's the other thing is that whatever you put on should bring you joy because how you dress also affects your mood. It's not just about how other people see you, but it's also how you see yourself. So those people who think about this way, even if you're wearing sweats, right? And if you put on sexy underwear under sweats, it is a very different, you stand differently. Right. You move through your day differently. And so you want to be not pack panties, Tiffany. No, I've graduated. I've graduated from pack panties. (laughs) Don't you feel better? I do. Yeah. I mean, Kendra, when I was listening to you talk and also it's not just about this is this is a thing like so many of us are wearing what we think we feel comfortable in, but not maybe what is the best look from the outside looking in Mm -hmm. and I feel like during your talk what was powerful was when women were like well I put this on I think this looks good but and then you you start to look at it from the outside you know an outsider's perspective and you realize sometimes we're not making the best choices for what fits our body or fits our coloring right you know so like what advice do you have for women who are just wearing the thing that they've always felt comfortable they like black they like gray they like pink (laughs) hot pink or whatever to start exploring colors that bring out their best selves, styles that bring out their best selves in a different way. So the first thing I would say is definitely think about what color do people say you look amazing in, right? Because that's an objective view. It's not you trying to pick through about what you think may work for you or doesn't work for you. But think about no matter how old it may be, right? When you wear that particular color or that particular top or dress or whatever, people are like, oh my God, you look great, right? And you're like, oh, this old thing? It's probably because that's your coloring. So there are two things. People are warm and cool. And I still can't figure out if I'm warm or cool. You have to help me. You're cool, but you're also cool and bright, right? Like you want to do set like for you, I'm like saturated colors work really well for you. Um, Okay, good. Because that means really bright and like bold, right? (laughs) Well, no, like if you do like so the mint color that you're wearing now, I want a little bit deeper in green right? Like a little bit more saturated, less white in the coloring, Mm. right? So when I met you, you had on lilac, which was gorgeous on you. It was a deeper tone. It was still pastel, but it was a deeper, more saturated color, right? That's the color people tell me I look really good in. Well, do me, do me, do me. (laughs) Yeah, do test next. (laughs) That's how people were lining up afterward. Like, Show the little, you got to tell us where to get one of those color wheel things too. So, yeah, what, so what, this is what I tell people. So Tiffany, right now, you're, I'm like, I can't see you on camera, but here's what I would say, right? To most people, think about whether you are better, whether you look better in white, like a crisp white shirt like this, or if you look better in cream, 
right? That's the easiest way to tell. And what you want to look at is, does your skin glow? Are you healthier? Does it look brighter? So when people tell me, oh, I can't wear whatever color, right? Like I can't wear green because I look sallow or I look sickly. It's because it's not the right shade of green. So think about, right, when you were a kid and painting in primary colors, right? So it was red, yellow, and blue make the primary colors. The question is, does it have more yellow or red in it, which makes it warmer or more blue, which makes it cooler? Right. So if you think about red, right. So we all know that red lipstick, trying to find the right shade, red lipstick is always a challenge, right? This is why if I show you, these are all shades of red, right? Wow. Okay. If you're watching on YouTube, you should be. Um, <laughs> see that. Yeah. The top okay. are all. And I go the middle row. You go the That's middle me. row for sure. Right. The top. Oh, is that right? Yes. Okay, good. The top are warmer colors right? There's more yellow in them across the board and the bottom are cooler colors, right? And so if you have a tendency to do hot pinks, blue looks amazing on you, right? Purples look really great on you. That is someone who's cooler in coloring. If you do better in reds and browns and oranges, then you're warmer. So Tiffany, I feel like I want to say you're actually warmer in coloring, right? Can you see her right now? I want you to see her because she's got this bright red. I can't tell if it's the right shade of red for her, Kendra. Let's do it. <laughs> right here, you see, can you see me? I was going to say like, I'm like, put me up online. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't have the exact color on. No, I'm going to, I'm literally going to do this right now. I'm going to text this to you, Kendra. Yes, because I'm just like, I want to, I want to know. Yeah, something is going on my internet. It was wonky last night. But you've seen Tiffany like on her book cover and things like that. Yeah. Like what would you? Yeah. And I thought about you, Tiff, too, when Kendra was talking about the color green. What are the color greens that like minty green, like the color I'm wearing symbolizes what now? Because this is a color Tiff has on her book. So no, no. Well, so for green is a yeah, it's Kelly green on the book. Yeah, I was like, it's a deeper green. But for and I actually have that book on my bedside. (laughs) (laughs) Um, No, but. The color green is more about, right, nurturing, growing wealth, right, is what green stands for. And so that's the other thing. When people talk about colors, where you can wear every color, it's the right shade or tone of that color for you. It's also what do those colors represent, right? So red can be sexy, right? Mm -hmm. Red can be playful. Red can be powerful. Or it can be danger, right? Depending on Mm. the context and where you're going and who you're talking to, it's how do you want to be seen? So the example that I give best is I have two clients who are psychologists. One deals with adults. The other one deals with children. For the gentleman who deals with adults, right, I had to put him in greens and browns and blues because blue is trustworthy, brown is nurturing and stability, right? Um... And green is part of that nurture sense. And so that's what we, sh- and then we shot him in, like we shot him outdoors, right? So for him, that was about stability and nurturing for adults. For my client who deals with kids, right? We had to put her in bold colors or bold patterns, right? And bright colors because that's what kids are going to gravitate to, right? That sense of fun and playfulness. And so how you show up in the context of where you are is important. Right. If she went in wearing all black, right, to the kids, they'd be like, mm, I don't know if I feel comfortable talking to her. Right. She needs to be approachable to them. And so it's important as to how people read that as well. Mm-hmm. And also, like, if people are not 
Like even if you work in a field where you're interacting with people a lot and then you realize I'm not really connecting with people in the right way. Maybe it's not your personality. That's it's just like the image that you have. Correct. And is something about it appealing or unappealing. Correct. I'm wondering because ever since I made this, you know, I've always been drawn to like brighter colors. But since I've been like really focusing on my wardrobe in that way. The kids at Rio's daycare, they love me. They stop. They're like, there's Rio's mom. I think it's also the hair. I just come in looking like a good time (laughs) most of the time. So Kendra's here getting her whole entire life together. But let's take a pause for the cause and go to break. And we'll be right back. Hey, BA fam. This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, BA fam, our fellow entrepreneurs and creatives, this message is sponsored by Squarespace. It is the ultimate toolkit for crafting your online presence. With Squarespace, it's really about more than just building a website. It's about shaping your online identity and making your mark. So say goodbye to checkout headaches with Squarespace's flexible payment options. From credit cards to Apple Pay, they've got you covered. And if you live in an eligible country, they offer buy now, pay later options with Afterpay and clear pay, which means that your customers have even more ways to purchase your products. So head over to squarespace.com and kickstart your journey with a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, don't forget to use our link squarespace.com slash brown ambition to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Just visit squarespace.com slash brown ambition to get your discount today. Remember your online success story begins with Squarespace. So what are you waiting for? Let's build something extraordinary together. Hey, 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 BA fam. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. That's incredible. This is according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 150 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Okay, it's smart. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at indeed.com slash brown ambition. Just go to indeed.com slash brown ambition right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash brown ambition. Terms and conditions apply. You need to hire, you need Indeed. Do you ever have subscriptions that you forget about? I did. Mm-hmm. Do you have a hard time canceling those subscriptions because they seem tricky or time consuming? Raise your hand. I know it's you. Okay. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Yes. 
I can see all my subscriptions in one place. And if I see something I don't want, I cancel it with a tap. I've never had to get on the phone with customer service in order to do so. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Okay. So stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash brownambition. That's rocketmoney.com slash brownambition. Rocketmoney.com slash brownambition. All right, Kendra, check your text though, because I texted oh. you a picture of okay. the, like, the gorgeous yeah, Tiffany. I'm like, no, I need to, I need to know. <laughs> Oh, and that's the thing where you like you saw Tra- did Tracy have the same color red um, no she had like a pink she had like this like other pink so this is yeah. actually like I've more of a burnt pink. orange in person than it oh is it really I know. yeah like it's it, huh. yeah it's like a really deep pumpkin in person so to oh, me yeah. it looks like Tiffany's definitely warmer in coloring okay um, right which means right Reds are great for you, right? Cause you can do, and you can do reds as, as a cool, like, but I have to do a true red, right? Like I can't do, for me, none of these colors work, right? Okay. I look bad in those colors. So I don't know if you guys can see this. I'm like, we'll do this mm-hmm. this way, right? If I do this only cause I'm wearing red lipstick. This versus this. Mm. Ooh. Do you see a difference? So for those who are not watching, I feel like one of them makes your yeah, like she's holding up her color cards, you know, just so, like, so you can see what lip would be, yeah. So if we just do this versus this, which one's a true red? I don't even know. These aren't true reds, right? Colors. It's just about these are cooler reds, right? So these are cooler reds. These Mm. are warmer reds. For me, a cooler red is this, Mm. right? What I'm wearing is more of a true red and this pops on me versus me putting on something like this mm-hmm. which might not make you look as bright correct is that what we're kind of going for here looking for colors that make you like how do you know when it's the right shade so do you just pick your cool or your warm and your bright and you carry one of those little cards around <laughs> <laughs> i do color swatches on people, i'll do it right? but part of it also is is that if you're in the wrong color you'll see more and it's the lighting in here isn't great for you guys to see this but what you end up seeing is you actually see more of the shading so you see the shading under your eyes so right if you've got if you are already worried about having bags under your eyes or a little darkness if you have like i do right some you know some some hair on the above your lip right it comes out darker right it'll show your crease lines as well right so your laugh lines that are natural all of those pieces will come out your pores on your face will actually look bigger when you're in colors that are the right color for you now when i tell that to people i tell people don't stress like you don't have to get rid of all your wardrobe of pieces that don't right fit you but it is then how do you layer those colors with other colors that do Right. Mm-hmm. So it's if you're not in the right color. Yeah. So if I'm wearing a cream top, I probably have on a bright color jacket over it or a scarf. Right. That changes up the way that that looks. Mm-hmm. My makeup artist, I feel like she I've... told me that to your point, I have to ask Leela because sometimes I'll ask her like, wait, what are my tones? Because she'll say she said everybody thinks that black people have like red undertone, red undertone. And she's like, that's not 
you know, that's by nature being brown, that's not always the case. She's like, Tiffany, you have more yellow than people probably might not realize. We mm-hmm. do a lot of berry. I, very rarely does she put me in a full red. We Berries look great as far as like on my lips. So I don't know like what that means, but so we do a lot of that and that looks really great. She will create a red. So she'll mix to get to a red that like suits if I'm wanting to wear red. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I find that like coral is one of my like really great go-to colors that looks that looks like great on me. That has a little um, bit more yellow to it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like deep mm. tones. I think like I guess my skin is pretty deep and but but deep tones I find because sometimes I wear something light, like a light loud, like or a light yellow, and I'm like, eh. It's so the just way not Yeah, the way color works is that people you look at the colors that work better for you, whether they're cooler or they're warmer. And then you look at are they bright and vibrant, right? Or bright, vibrant, and saturated, or are they soft and muted, right? So what I mean by soft is, are they pastels? Are they muted is, are they grayed out, right? So you're gonna go either warm or cool, and then you're either doing bright and saturated colors, or you're doing muted and soft colors, right? And what I tend to find is that truthfully, it also has a lot to do, it's also reflected in people's personalities, right? So those people who, for you, definitely, Tiffany, right, more saturated colors work better, right? For uh, Mandy, it's the pastels work better, but it's also bright pastels, right? More saturated pastels work well for you. I do really well in saturated colors again kind of like kind of like mandy but a little bit different i think mandy reads a little bit softer so she does a little bit more pastels that are saturated i do right like a heavy deep fuchsia right um and cobalt blue i want to be a deep fuchsia girl i'm like the girl who keeps trying to buy the deep fuchsia lip lipsticks and they just stay in the drawer because i put it on and i'm like it screws lipstick and not right Yeah, uh, it goes like from lips to style. I feel like we all deserve someone like you to just walk through from the hair, like the hair color. I know my hair color is not the right color right now. It's orange, as my neighbor Sydney, who's eight years old, told me. <laughs> Miss Mandy, I like your hair. It's orange. <laughs> Thanks, hun. Oh, <laughs> I, I like her old. You're like, okay. <laughs> but to that point, it's, um, to that point, beauty yeah. and coloring does matter because it's it's the reason why you go to the nail salon and right, you put on, you find someone that has a particular color. And you're like, oh, I want to try it. And then you're like, no, that doesn't work for me. It's the same thing. It goes for yeah. your lipstick. It goes for your makeup. It goes for your hair color when you're dyeing it. All of it matters. Yeah. yeah. I think it's liberating when you stop trying to pick what looks good on other people mm-hmm. and start experimenting to see what your best version right. is. And I think that's the click that I had working with like a, I think she was more of an image consultant now that I think about it. Cause we talked about what tone did I want to bring out? Like this is for all the pictures I have on my mm-hmm. website and all that stuff, my social media. And like, what did I want to emote? What did I want to evoke, yeah. you know, to, to my audience? And it was, yeah, it was like letting go of what, like I wasn't going to look at Tiffany. Tiffany's, our website are completely different, <laughs> you know, different vibes, different. And it's like, if I looked at hers or anyone else in my space and tried to mimic it it just wouldn't be i don't know it wouldn't feel as authentic i wouldn't be as excited to rep it right you know what i mean um so for people who are listening who are maybe thinking like okay this is overwhelming we're talking about hair nails (laughs) style (laughs) where in your closet would you start if you were like like telling someone to you know help trying to help someone cull like take out things that are maybe not working for Mm -hmm. them and 
you know, bring in more of the right stuff? So first and foremost, right. And I think everybody's heard this, but if you haven't worn it in six months, if you haven't worn it in a year, let it go. Right. Andrea, that would deplete about 95% of my wardrobe. <laughs> to pick somebody else. A different one, a different one. <laughs> yeah. Can we say six years? Can I get a little extension? Yeah, Listen, like, I have it might fit me again, Kendra. It might fit me again. Okay, so it's perfect, <laughs> right? Perfect segue. If it might fit you again, the question is, do you want to represent that version of you or are you willing to then invest in something that represents who you are now? Whatever that now is, you would fit that space, <laughs> right? Yeah, I I try. I think living in the city has forced me to get rid of things a lot faster because you move and like you don't have that much closet space in New York mm-hmm. and whatever. And I live in a smaller house now, so I think I have been better about getting rid of stuff. But there are like there's versions of myself that I know don't exist mm-hmm. anymore. There's stuff that I wore. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was at Yahoo and and early in my career as a journalist that I'm just not, that's just not the vibe anymore. Okay, so the six-month rule is painful. It's painful. That's the so, first thing but say. Truth, uh, so truth, right? If you don't do it in the six-month, like definitely, do, I would say try and cull every season, right? Because you are stepping to a new season and you're looking to wear clothes. So if it doesn't fit you and you're like, oh, maybe, the question is, did you wear it last year? If you didn't wear it last year, right, at the same season, let it go, Right? <laughs> Tiffany's face is killing I only me. have to be I'm seen. I'm like, she's talking to Mandy. I'm like, girl, you heard what she said? <laughs> What's your closet I'm look not like? full to well, the like... brim with foolishness. <laughs> <laughs> I also don't leave the house anymore, but I might leave the house in the future. You know? Yes. Actually, the outfit that I wore to the outfit that I wore to that conference, I probably had in my closet for about six months. Sometimes I buy things and I'm just yeah. like, I'll find. Oh, I got the most amazing like a uh, green sequined jumpsuit Ooh. don't ask it's a, with shorts it's from eloquy and i'll buy it and i'm like i'm gonna have a party yes. to go to in that outfit in the future which maybe isn't the best for my budget but anyway i had those like aspirational clothes that i'm not gonna wear every day um but I, my style has been i feel like run down by me just being seen from the waist up in my <laughs> in my zenden like i don't my feet i got <laughs> the pants i'm wearing right now are you know what i slept in if i'm honest right so <laughs> listen it's fine it's, it's different i now. kept putting listen i kept turning the camera off because i didn't have pants on and then i was like let me actually go put pants on so we're fine <laughs> right <laughs> even as a stylist don't get it twisted i like i do everything like everybody else does right but when i get on camera yeah. it's let me make sure that I look good from the waist up. So even if you're talking about this is all that you do and you're on meetings on Zoom, doesn't mean that you still can't be stylish, right? You still want to be able to wear what you have and make it look good, mm. right? So so that's my first thing about culling. I think the second thing is about fit, right? So to me, fit is the biggest pet peeve because having something that fits you properly will make you look amazing and people don't realize it right some people wear things and feel amazing because yeah. you're not tugging stuff mandy woodruff stop buying things that you think you should be the right size in but you're not <laughs> like it's why do i torture myself here's what i tell people closure being mass produced we are not and right but they're not being mass produced for mass bodies. They're being mm-hmm. produced for the one fit model, which is a model who who they use to put the clothes on for the same fit for the same brand, right? That's ideally what a fit model mm-hmm. is. If you are not that model shape, their clothes may not fit you really well, 
right? Mm-hmm. Or part of their clothes will, and some of them won't because they will also send it out to manufacturers for private label, which means they're not even making it. They're buying it from someone else who's making it. So it's never about the size. It's never about the quote unquote number. It is about what is their, what do their numbers say in terms of measurements for their sizes so that you should know what your measurements are, right? Your bust, your waist, your hips, so that when you're buying pants, if I say I'm a size 18, but my hips are a 53, and in this particular brand, a 53 is a 22, then I've got to go with a 22 to make sure that that fits me, right? And so yeah, I don't, I tell people- It was humbling having an image consultant pick my sizes. <laughs> Cause I was like, why are you being so mean? <laughs> no, but that, that actually really makes a lot of sense. I, I don't know that I've gotten measured like, you know, past, I don't even remember the last time I've gotten measured because you're right. It's the certain sizes, you know, like I can range from, you know how it is with black girls. I can go from the lowest, the eight, you know, up to a 12, depending mm-hmm. on like the the fit or the brand or whatever, sometimes even a 14. It just, you know, if it's the top, I might be a medium. If it's the bottom, I might be a large or extra large. So it just, so to know like, this is what my actual measurements are, even though that fluctuates. It is, I never thought about that because sometimes I'll get something and I'm like, uh. one thing I have done recently is, I heard this on another podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, she was saying how she loved this. There was a black woman and she would say, oh my gosh, I love my dry cleaner because they know my body and I um, they do um, alterations. And I don't right. know why I didn't think about that. Yeah. For a few bucks. And I was like, when I tell you, I have since taken everything to Miss Susie down in Belleville. <laughs> Susie knows me like, hey girl. I'm like, first of all, I know your name is not Susie. That's just the American because you don't want people to say your Asian name wrong. So we just laugh. I'm like, my name is also not Susie. <laughs> <laughs> but it, I mean, I literally... Some of my most beautiful outfits that I'm like, it just needed that extra little tuck, that extra little hem, that extra little, they look amazing now for a few bucks. And I can't believe I waited so long to get things tailored to my body. It's, I don't know what it is about the way women are brought up, I want to say, right? And how we're taught to shop because as boys, as men, right? Everything is fitted. Everything is based on a size, like, and on a measurement, right? Their shirt sizes is their neck size and the length of their arms. Their pants are their waist and the inseam, right? Women's sizes aren't that. They're, it's like the standard two, four, six, eight, but we're not standards, right? All of that's different. Men's sizes yeah. are different. Men's are actually based on their actual measurements. And so when I tell women, no, this needs to get altered, they're like, no, it should fit. And I'm like, but why? Why should it fit? Mm-hmm. Right? There's no reason why if I make something as a brand and somebody else makes something as a brand, because there's no standard in the industry, that all of that should fit you. So definitely fit for the widest part of your body first and then tailor everything down. Right. So whether that's your bust, whether that's your hips, whatever the widest part of you is, fit that first and then tailor in. Right. And then that I always have to tailor the waist because the hips are hipping. The <laughs> hips are in a whole different section of the grocery store. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Remember the black my girl? My husband gets right. You get that big butt. Yes. Right? You're like, ooh, I don't open my butt and my hips, and the back is like, hey, girl. So we can fit a whole. I hate wearing here. belts. Yeah, me too. I hate, I hate wearing belts. <laughs> but like, my husband gets custom shirts from proper cloth mm. made because he has really long arms, mm-hmm. and he just has always done that. He doesn't shop off the rack. If he does, mm. he's usually unhappy with it. And I'd be like, and he gets his stuff let out when he gains yep. weight or let in, you know, when he's got back down and he just does it without like the emotional hangups that right. I, I have at the same time. Like I've lost some battle, <laughs> but, um, 
but he can do that because his pieces are like higher quality. So they can be, you know, they're meant to be taken in or not meant to be, but they can be mm-hmm. taken in, taken out. And I mean, but so where would you say yeah. to get fitted at? Oh, go ahead. Um, well, no. And I was going to say, I'm like, there's higher quality and quality of taking things in is yes. Am I going to take something in from forever 21 or write some fast fashion brand? Maybe not. Right. But <laughs> if I get it at, you know, if I get something that's a quality piece that and quality doesn't necessarily mean that you have to spend right two, $300 for it. It can be a good quality piece. That's a hundred dollars or less. If I get it taken in to fit perfectly and it looks like a $200 piece, cause now it fits me. Is it worth it? Right now, whether you want to buy something that's a hundred dollars and have something that needs to get taken in for a hundred dollars, that's a very different story. But to have something taken in or pants taken up, waist taken in, right? It's going to cost you somewhere between, depending on where you live, right? $12 to 15 to $20. That's not a lot of money invested into an additional piece that you bought, right? That you probably got on sale. Let's be real, right? Mm-hmm. That's going to fit you well and that you're going to wear well, right? That's the other thing. Um, and I tell people also think about investment pieces as, as, as buys, right? So if we're going to go the budget Nista route, there is what's called a cost per wear, which is how many times are you wearing that piece that you are investing in, right? So if you're going to spend $500 on a dress, is that dress something that you're going to have for years because it's quality, right? You've paid for the quality, you've paid for the fit that you're wearing at least once a week if it's a basic piece or every other week because you can right put it in and out of your wardrobe and use it with alternate pieces right so that you're creating a wardrobe that is going to last you and that you're wearing consistently buying it and wearing it 100 times is very different than buying a piece and wearing it 25 times right so it's looking at the investment mm-hmm. in the pieces that you're wearing and making sure that that makes sense right you could sell me a mattress right now with that. that's how they sell you mattresses and appliances. <laughs> You're gonna sleep on this a thousand hours. So really it's eight cents per sleep. Forget about it being five thousand dollars. Okay, Kendra. So for for I do want to ask though, like where can you get fitted today? Like for bras, because I know bra size for me has changed yes. with children. And like it's frustrating to think I have to go do this again, but it's we deserve right mm-hmm. to acknowledge our changes. So like, where would you say like to start with getting fitted and getting measured so, so that you can start think like shopping more thoughtfully? Here's where I tell people think about, this is the best way I can say it. Think about wherever your grandmother may have gone to shop for bras. Right. And I say that only because if you are going to Victoria's secrets, listen, I love Vicky's for oh, dear Lord, no. the aesthetic of it. 525. I'm sorry. The five for 25. <laughs> that was my jam. You're trying to play me out. Just in high school. Listen, right? You can do that with underwear. With bras, you need to be fitted properly. And so, right, there's an aesthetic piece, great. But you also need to understand, as women, breasts come in different shapes, different sizes, where you are holding the mass of your, of your breast, right? Whether it's lower, whether it's a fuller bust, all of those things matter. And the type of bra that you wear matters in terms of the actual cut, right? So just like jeans, right? Different jeans fit different parts of the body, all of that. Same thing with, with bras, right? There's, I am a, I am a 40 H. I can't wear a demi cup bra, right? I'm just going to spill out of it. That's not going to hold me properly. 
but I can do a balconette, which is going to give me the same look as a demi-cut bra, right? And I'll sit higher. Understanding all of those pieces. Getting fitted, you really need to go to a specialty place to get fitted, right? And get fitted properly. Some places like Nordstrom Rack, not Nordstrom Rack, Nordstrom's, right? Your dry apartment stores, Macy's and so forth, um, Bloomingdale's, they do have people that fit. Some of them are great. Some of them are not. What I will tell you is that you get your most support around your band, right? So your band should, you should start at the last loop. So where your, where the bra strap ends, right? Should be where you start and then you work your way in, right? So that as you wear your bra over time, it is, right, the rubber in it, the elastic in it starts to wear down, you make it tighter, right? So you should never start on the inside one. You should always start on the outside loops and work your way in. That being said, you should never be able to pull your bra too far away from your body. Like, you should be able to slip your hand under your bra, right, for your band, for the support, and then, right, then your shoulder straps come second, Right. So it's where people are like, oh, it's digging into my shoulders. It's because you're not getting the support that you need around your around your around your chest, right? Around the actual bust. And you're trying to use the shoulder support. And that's that's supposed to be secondary. Right. Um, the other thing is is that what's called the gore at the very front, if you are wearing an underwire bra, the gore of the bra is the very front of the bra where the two wires meet, right? On left and right. That should sit flat against your chest, right? The uni boob, the double boob, all of that should not happen. I don't care what size you are, right? Because where women tell me, well, I'm, you know, I'm an I or I'm a J. I'm an H. I know what that means. I still can fit my fist in the middle of my chest when I wear a bra, right? I have that separation. I have that lift. Your breast should sit really halfway through where your arm is, right? Should be the peak of your breast. And that's where they should sit. Now, there are some women who, like I said, different women, different bodies, different breasts, sit a little bit lower. And that happens, right? There are some people who sit a little bit wider, some people who are a little bit closer together. All of those come into play in terms of the types of brands that work for different body shapes or different breast shapes, I should say, right? So it's also being mindful of that as well, right? We all love Vicky's because it's cute mm -hmm. and sexy. Is it going to give you the proper support? Yeah. Not really unless you're a smaller cup, right? But if you're anything- I haven't shopped there in so long. If, and here's the other thing about bras. There's so many better brands now, which is exciting. Yes. Like there's so many better brands. And I feel like also <laughs> the best thing about being a Zoom worker now is I really don't have to wear bras <laughs> right now. Right now. Right. Camera is situated just below the nip. <laughs> just above the nipple. You know? I wear sports bra because I can't it feels weird for me to be hanging loose. So I like to wear like a like a sports bra, like just around the house. <laughs> and here's the other thing I'll say too. Lose ten pounds, gain ten pounds, get refitted. Like no matter what, okay, right? Um, because how you carry your weight will also okay. change. Mm. Well, Kendra, this has been enlightening. I feel like you could write a book just on bras <laughs> um, alone. But <laughs> where can people find you if they want to work with you or they want to follow your work or just get to know you and start, you know, exploring their style? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you can find me on social media at Honor Your Style. Um, and then my website is also on your style.com. 
Um, and I am actually I doing it. a course over the next April and May on right talking about style and what that looks like for individuals, understanding how they understand their colors, their body shape, how to dress for their body shape, right, and for their lifestyle. I love it. All right, Kendra, thank you so, 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 yes. so much. If you need any models for any future, you know, <laughs> consulting or whatever, to let us know. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. I probably will text you to remind me what my what my shades are, bright and warm or whatever it was. <laughs> um, but it's been so fun having you on. All right. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate we'll being wait. here. Um, remember, always honor your style, honor you. Thank you. Ooh, with the tagline at the end. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.